What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And in today's episode, we're going to give you the 101 on protein, give you everything you need to know, answering pretty much any question you might have about it, a question you might not even know that you have about it, and to give you guidelines and most importantly, break down myths. Um, We want this to be incredibly informative. We did make sure to utilize you know, all the latest up-to-date science, but to break it down into a very digestible, easy to absorb content or format rather, because, you know, this is a huge episode. This literally would save you probably like 50 hours of research. So sit back, enjoy, and let's jump right into it. First off, what is protein, Kyle? So the biggest thing starting off, just letting you know that protein is not just a powder. Uh, A lot of people actually think that. And, you know, just to give you some more context, protein is one of the three macronutrients and it's worth four grams of energy. So when you think of macronutrients, you're thinking carbs, fats, and protein. And protein has so many different benefits, which Josh is going to jump into. But just letting you guys know, you know, it can be supplemented with a protein powder or shake and all that other stuff. But it is it is a macronutrient and is not just a powder. Yeah. So once again, the powder is no better than just food you can get it through a ton of sources so that is a big thing to get out of the way because some people get really stuck and only the only protein powder that will help me put on muscle is a supplement for some reason that is just an easy to digest format of it and we'll get a little bit more into that um but you know the next big thing is why is protein so important why do you know bros alike and coaches alike and people like me and kyle always say up that protein in your diet get protein going and protein is just a very special nutrient all nutrients are special fats have their purpose carbs have their purpose even uh you know additional ones like fiber like all these things do need to be considered but you'll notice protein is particularly powerful for a ton of reasons. So first and foremost, you know, protein has been shown to increase satiety. So how satisfied you are when you eat that food. So when you eat a high protein diet, you're actually going to be less hungry and you're going to feel more full throughout the day, which is phenomenal because that is a massive advantage. And on top of that, you're also going to be shown that protein supplies more energy and helps you feel more charged up. So you're going to be more energized and more full. And what's amazing with protein is it helps supply your body with essential amino acids and it actually helps you add muscle as well as maintain muscle in a deficit. So as you can see, protein is a very powerful nutrient and very often people are not getting anywhere near enough of it. If you look at the like generally makeup of a diet, you're gonna notice people are eating very carb-heavy diets and very fat-heavy diets. And that's where those two nutrients can be really demonized, right? Because you're exclusively having those in excess amounts. You know, a great way to look at eating is if you can really start your diet off with perhaps a really healthy protein, a lean source of protein, then you can kind of go into like a vegetable carb and then you can enjoy something more fun or have some of that fat with that lean protein. And you can get a really balanced meal by kind of centering your eating around protein. And you can see why, um, especially the fitness community is so, um, you know, uh, you know, really biased towards it. And now what's awesome too is new science is even showing that protein is just important for everyone, right? Protein, obviously, if you're having more protein, it's preventing you from losing more muscle. That's going to help, um, you know, the mother of three who's aging, even though she's never been to the gym, you know, she wants to keep that strength. She wants to keep that confidence. It's going to help that person that likes to overeat. You know, when you have more protein, you're going to feel more full. So numerous, numerous benefits. So I challenge everyone who's listened to this uh, to get protein up in their diet. Um, and, you know, that brings us into our next question is how much should I be having? So 
This is where it gets a little bit unique. Um, a general easy rule of thumb, if you want to be an athlete, if you want uh, more than the average person, if you want to look great, you know, you see yourself as someone who wants to be like, people look at them and like, oh, dang, that person's in shape. You're going to want to be working up to about a gram per body weight. So you're going to hear a lot of different people say a lot of different things per lean body weight, per body weight. I'm just trying to make this as simple as possible, and I will make it a little bit more complex in a second. Um, but you want to work up towards a gram. It's just the easiest metric. I'm 215 pounds, so I'm aiming for 215. Now, if you've been eating 30 grams of protein a day, should you just start to 215? No, you're going to feel horrible. Your body's going to reject it. You know, anytime you change your diet that significantly, there will be pushback. And that's where people go wrong. They decide, I'm going to get into the gym. They start pounding protein shakes and they feel horrible. So, once again, this is something that needs to be scaled up similar to volume in the gym, right? So if you're having 30, you know, maybe bump that number up to 70, we're going to be a size, see a sizable advantage, you're going to feel the effects. And then that's something you can kind of taper and increase as you go on. Generally, you know, for most women, I like to make sure they're getting at least 80 grams of protein in their diet. Um, there are exceptions to this rule, but I find 80 is a great starting point. And then for most men, I usually recommend at least 130 plus grams of protein in their diet. Just to start off, these are very general guidelines, but these are guidelines that are achievable and then you can adjust from there now if we're talking you know you want to get right into the numericals the actual range i really recommend is about 0.8 to 1.3 per ground of body weight for someone who's looking to add muscle and improve their composition this is also in the show notes so don't freak out and try to write everything down you can just go ahead and grab it right there refer back to it i got you um so you know, if you're just maintaining or gaining, do that 0.8 to about one gram. Um, you know, that'll be fine. Even with gaining, you know, you're going to need a lot of, um, you know, just sources of nutrients from other carbohydrates. Uh, other macronutrients like carbohydrates and fats. And then, you know, if you're cutting, you're actually going to want to see a little bit more. You're going to be on about one to 1.3 grams per body weight. And it will be harder because you will be having less net calories. But this is really essential because it's really going to just help maximize the leanness and it's really just going to get things going. And these are just ranges that you can kind of use and you can look at where you are in your journey and what you want to do. Um, and you can kind of adjust from there. But generally, like I said, you know, you could start at that point eight, kind of see where at for me uh, 0.8 as a 215 ish pound individual would be one second uh, math on the podcast that's how we roll oh, i was so close i typed that in wrong um, but you can even do 0.8 times whatever your body weight is you can get a general idea for me that'd be 172 for some people that may be way too high just start lower and work it up case in point you know try the higher protein diet and you will see the benefits it's going to feel phenomenal but don't start too high let yourself work up to there and use it as a a tool you can adjust from and we're going to get into way more questions later like um, you know very often people well I guess I'll bang this one out ask you know what if I want more than the 1.3 is that going to be really detrimental to me no, it's not. It's just at a certain point you become, there's a point of diminishing returns. So you're just ramping it up for no reason. Um, and that can be a negative, but some people just love the taste of proteins and they find they feel the best on it. And if that's the case, you can absolutely have more. And, you know, if you're someone who has a really hard time getting it in, or perhaps you're vegetarian, maybe it'll be harder for you to get in as much. And we need to work with the lower number, but it's important you start somewhere and you do scale up that number. So those are the general guidelines. I have more detailed notes in the show notes 
comments down below. I just don't want to turn this into a whole sciencey episode. Case in point, try and be around that gram per body weight. Um, you know, scale it, get it in there, and you're going to feel absolutely fantastic. Yeah, one thing that is kind of frustrating as well is just all the resources out there that's not this podcast, but even just like other doctors and stuff, they're saying stuff like have 50 grams of protein or like you just hear like it's so nice when you hear someone who's just like bringing up the latest science and saying like how important it is versus like a lot of the old school types of, you know, just teachers and stuff who say like just uh, like, you know, just the bare minimum. You see all these like requirements on these like signs and stuff like that. It's like, no, more protein will give you so many more benefits. And that's going to bring us into just the best sources of protein. So this can also vary. Just keep in mind, like if you're someone who's looking to put on some more like more muscle and just like in a calorie surplus or like eating lots of calories, you might be choosing like higher calorie proteins. So something like steak, um, you know, just that has more fat. That might be something that you choose. But we do have a list of a bunch, especially this is a resource that we provided for all of our clients. And there's about 25 to 30 different resources. It shows the serving size, the calories, the amount of protein, the amount of carbs and the amount of fat. So a bunch of them, once again, we're just trying to keep them lower calorie here and recommend. Um, but we also have, you know, some other ones for um, people who are looking to just eat a little bit more as well. Um, so, you know, skinless, boneless chicken, absolutely one of our favorites. This is like just a staple because, you know, when it comes down to the bang for your buck, if you look at something like this, it's 110 calories for, let's say four ounces, 23 grams of protein, zero grams of carbs and 2.5 grams of fat. So those are the types of things that we're looking for. Um, canned tuna is great. You know, egg whites. Uh, we love beef, beef jerky as a nice little snack, not something that you'd have consistently, you know, kind of higher in sodium and a little bit expensive as well. Um, and then going into lots of different things like lean cuts of pork, lean cuts of turkey, skim milk is awesome as well. You know, that's, about, um, let's see right here, uh, eight grams of protein, um, you know, salmon, if, if you're someone who likes fish and stuff like that, tilapia, um, we've been loving flavored Greek yogurt here, lean ground beef. I could go on for days. We have about 25 of these resources for our clients. And then the last thing I was going to say as well is definitely protein powder and a protein bar. If you are someone that struggles heavily with getting your protein in and just, you know, you can't have the, you know, three to four meals a day and your schedule doesn't allow and it's just, it doesn't work for you. Definitely adding in one of these things um, is going to be something that could help you out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what I actually recommend is don't just take our word for it. Go ahead to your fridge, maybe to start, start looking at labels and see what has protein and what doesn't. See what you think has protein and then see how much it has and do the same in a grocery store. I know it sounds really silly, but me and Kyle always joke that people always say, uh, you know, that aren't as inclined uh, with fitness that protein or, um, sorry, not protein, um, peanut butter is such a fantastic source of protein. And you look at it and you're only getting like two to three grams in most peanut butters, right? Like per the net amount of calories, whereas for the same net amount of calories of egg whites, you'd probably be getting 20 grams of protein like it's two very different schools and you just kind of need to be able to reflect on that and it's a skill that you can improve and increase and even for me like when I eat out or anything like that I just look for value is how much protein am I getting within that diet and you'll notice too very often protein costs more uh, that's because chances are it's, well it is better for you it's going to help you more and um, you know once again it's not that carbs and fats are horrible in and of themselves it's just that there's really low grade forms of both of them obviously think trans fats think um, you know quick sugary carbs like those are you know very low on the nutritional scale they're very cheap to produce and that's why you know they're very pumped up in our diet so that's why making that choice 
choice in that pivot to really trying to maximize protein is a healthy decision and is going to be very beneficial to you. Now we're just going to bang out some questions and some myths. I think that was really informative. And, you know, it is nice to see the rhetoric changing. You know, the USDA has actually increased and the amount of protein recommended over the years, uh, you know, over and over, which is great. So I'm glad people are able to see that still definitely a little bit lower than the fitness community, but it will get there eventually. And I'm glad there is that pivot. And now when you're in the grocery store, you see high protein, this high protein, that. So it's awesome that people are starting to reflect it, but I don't got to tell y'all because you listen to this podcast, you are all awesome. And, you know, I just think that's incredible. And if this has been really helpful for you, I know it is a lot and hopefully we're not talking too fast. We get very excited. Um, if you could share this episode, your story, to help more people and or recommend it to a friend who's very confused with this because we don't want it to be complicated we don't want you making the mistake of having way more than you need or not understanding this place in your diet so you know you can always help us out by sharing this your instagram story helping other people and just getting some great content out there so let's jump into the question so the first big one we're going to get is what about the anabolic window? Every bodybuilder ever says you need to get it in right away after the workout. What's up with that? So this was actually a misconception and that's that after working out, you know, you needed to help your muscles heal and replenish by supplying it with that protein, with those amino acids immediately after a workout. This is definitely a thing. Anabolic is a thing. It's just not what people thought. People used to think you literally need to have a scoop in your bag. I remember doing that for a while yep. and you needed to get it in quickly or you would disintegrate into like a freaking, I don't even know, like... It was just hilarious at the time, but you know, that has been shown not to be the case at all. And that the anabolic window is actually much longer than we thought. Um, you know, people say pretty much as long as within eight hours of a workout, you're getting in some, a good healthy amount source of protein. Um, you will see the benefits of that, uh, and you'll be completely fine. So this is one that's very often over, like people will overthink this and they'll neglect, you know, their net amount of uh, protein or something like that. So that is definitely something to keep on the top of your mind. Another big question we get too is can I have protein powder on a rest day slash should I have less protein on days I don't work out? What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, so this is something like I just, a lot of people and the biggest message we wanna get across is just focus on the fundamentals and the most important factors here. And especially when it comes down to protein, too many people will, like Josh was saying, just like, you know, ha have to chug protein powder afterwards or they start to calculate like, okay, you know, on rest days I have 130 and then every other day I have 170 and they just overcomplicate it. And if it's overcomplicated, you're not gonna stick to it and or get the results that you deserve in my opinion. So I personally just like to keep it consistent. So if I'm having around 170 grams of protein, that's what I'm going to have every single day. And I don't believe that you should be, you know, same with creatine. A lot of people say, Hey, should I take creatine on days? I don't work out. Absolutely. So the biggest thing is that you should just keep it nice and consistent, make it as easy as possible. And it just really doesn't make sense. Um, we like to look at progress from a weekly perspective anyways. So I would say still have, um, still have protein, but once again, you know, going into the powder perspective, you can have it if your protein is lower for the day. And if you need an extra scoop yesterday was one of those days where I just needed, I had a scoop and a half just because, you know, my day of eating was a little bit more eating out and I just didn't have the prepared meals as I usually do. So I had a little bit of extra just for dinner, um, to spike it up a little bit and it's very situational as well right if you look at your given day and if you need that extra powder go ahead and have it definitely not something you should rely on every single you know uh, meal but it does help for sure 
Next question is what should someone who's a vegetarian, a vegan, or a pescatarian do? So obviously, you know, when you think protein, you think meat. Um, for most people too, you obviously think milk, um, as we'll get into with isolates in the next question. Uh, so it can be hard when you take those things out of the agenda. Like should protein be as important in your diet? And the answer is yes, because you want all these same benefits. It's very important you have a complex, you know, amino acid pro profile and you're getting it from a lot of different sources. Now, the only problem is you're not going to get as many amino acid sources if you're not eating meat um, and you know at the end of the day that's okay you just need to be extra on top of it and extra prepared and aware also plant-based sources have less bioavailability from protein you know people always try and say oh it's just as good but truthfully it's just not there's just not as much of a profile there so instead you know you just really need to make a point to make sure you're getting up to those healthy amounts really making that a core of your diet and really learning and leaning into those hacks it's absolutely doable I have some clients that are absolutely crushing it you know as vegans or uh, vegetarians I got the whole pretty much uh, I've worked with everyone which has been amazing and you can still entirely be successful you just need to plan be prepared and you can absolutely do it yeah and there's also so many different uh, ways you can approach it as well right obviously you're not going to be having meats and whatnot but you know even just uh, from suggestions you know even once again going back to the suggested food list we have for our clients you know just um, as well there's different things like tempeh there's chickpeas there's seton there's nutritional yeast there's hemp seeds you know obviously if you're um, vegetarian you can still have the eggs you know there's soybeans like there's so many different ways to approach it and I think I, I think one of the biggest things I, I hear and once again it's not going to be as easy because like for, for me personally who I have like maybe I'll have a chicken breast a couple times a day, um, that's going to be a bit of a different situation. Uh, you definitely will have to be a little bit more proactive as well. But, you know, I just think that a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, I'm vegetarian. I can only have 50. Like I just see their protein go down because they don't even start to think about how to get resourceful. And I just want to encourage you as well to, you know, just use, use your, you know, just kind of like actually try and I guarantee you, you can do it. Um, and it will once again, just be just as useful. And uh, if not more important as Josh was saying. Absolutely. And the next question, you know, like what is the best type of protein to take? Obviously, there's a million out there casein, um, plant based protein, normal protein, isolate, what's best. And very often, what you're going to see on like TikTok, Instagram ads, all those great things is to go ahead and purchase an isolate. And I know like some common myths here are like, you know, that you need isolate. So, all isolate is is referring to, you know, the filtering of the actual protein. So, protein powder is just a filtration of milk and it's essentially filtering out the carbs and the fats, the higher, the grade of it. So an isolate is going to be 90% or more filtered. Now where isolate is super beneficial is obviously the more filtered it is you have less carbs and less fats. So you would think, okay, well, everyone probably just wants to get as much protein specifically from that protein powder, but that's not necessarily the case because even a good quality protein um, powder will be about 24 grams of protein, maybe have two or three carbs and one fat. At the end of the day, that's less than 20 calories from carbs and fats. Like it's not significant in your day and it's not really worth paying that hefty price tag. The reason I personally buy isolate myself is just because also when they're filtering out those extra carbs and fats, and they're improving the filtration of that milk to produce that protein powder. It also removes the lactose. So as someone who's lactose intolerant, that's a big benefit for me and that's why I purchase it. And, you know, let's say you're in a huge, you know, you're dieting and you have two scoops a day and you're like, oh, those 40 calories add up. You know, maybe you do want that isolate. But for most people, a normal protein powder will be good. Uh, you don't have to buy anything fancy. They just, it's easy to push that it's a higher grade. It's a higher filtration. They'll put that 90 plus percent. You'll see ISO 93. You'll see all these different things but it is largely marketing and for most people it's just not worth that extra price tag and you know the next question too I get a lot too is a ton of people say you know I like um, to have the plant-based protein because it's cleaner and like 
like just the concept of something being cleaner because it's a plant is just like not there right like it just it does doesn't intrinsically make sense and usually too the the other problem is there's going to be a lot of additives to kind of drive up that amount and that taste and that's where it can become almost you know more of a net negative if you will i mean i don't want to get in the semantics of it but you know if you're someone who isn't actively vegan um or you know i guess even vegetarians are fine to have dairy uh, to some degree like once again i would definitely push towards the dairy based one you're just going to get a higher amino acid um, complex you're going to get more protein per scoop you're going to get less carbs less fat like it's just going to have more protein density so once again i would definitely go that direction if you need it it's totally fine there's some great options or some that taste pretty good um, but that is definitely just something i wanted to clarify there absolutely yeah super super well said and uh you know and just uh, i may as well jump into the next one um which is just uh you know especially when it comes down to eating out and just like incorporating protein a lot of people i find struggle with this and you know once again when it comes down to just what you reach for carbs and fats are absolutely everywhere when you go to a restaurant you know every single appetizer is going to be carbon fat dense you know just loading on the butter all that other stuff to try to make it taste good but you know especially as we've been traveling like just it's very simple in my opinion if you actually look for it right when you're proactive it's going to be easier when you're reactive it's always going to be a lot tougher so when josh and myself are going to you know a chew uh, a, a chain or just like a fast food place or whatever our first question is okay where can we get the protein where can we get the veggies and when you actually start to look for stuff like that you may not be having like the most fun craziest intense thing from like a restaurant or from a fast food place but you're going to be filling yourself up with some good, healthy, solid foods. And I do believe that every single place there is always that option. You know, you might be the one person in your, in your friend group who kind of looks a little bit, you know, I guess they, they would say you look a little bit silly, but um, you know, I, I, I always do that. And then also if I'm, you know, if it's a given day where I know I'm going to be eating out or just, you know, the scenario is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'll use these things as an advantage, such as like, you know, as we were just talking about the protein shake, I might have one of those things in the afternoon and then be able to, uh, you know, make sure I still have my protein and still be able to go out to eat as well. But once again, if you're proactive, you'll be able to do it. And, uh, you know, I do believe if there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, that's my biggest suggestion for this, uh, for this current question. Absolutely. And then the next question, is it bad to have most of your protein from shakes? The honest answer is no and yes. Um, so variety is the spice of life. You got to keep this in mind. And like I said too, there's certain amino acids you can only get, you know, from meats. Like leptin is a phenomenal one and it's just a really powerful amino acid, especially for building muscle. You know, that is just way more common in animals and meats, right? Because we produce different profiles and you can get different sources. So that's where it can be good to have that uh, variety and it can just make you feel better in general too. It's like saying, can I make gains only doing bench squat and deadlift? Absolutely you can but also it gets boring you know you're not going to be as focused you're not going to work as many small muscles like it's the same kind of argument so that's something to keep in mind like i just wouldn't try to crutch it too hard some days do i need to have three scoops of protein absolutely most days i'm really only having one because i prefer to just get it from you know whole sources of food it can actually be cheaper it can be tastier i can get more variety but if you're someone who just like really likes it and you don't mind having two three scoops a day it's not the end of the world just try not to get all of it from that one source um but once again there's not a specific reason you absolutely can't i just definitely think you'll feel better you know having more things and having more tools in your pocket and the confidence to get that protein from different sources and then the last question for the day is what is more important my protein or my calories so the honest answer is 
In nutritional hierarchy, obviously calories are going to have the most effect uh, to whether you gain or lose weight or maintain and stay the same. So calories are very important. So, you know, I definitely recommend staying at your calorie range. Saying so, you know, if you're having a hard time hitting your protein and your calorie range, you know, that's usually comes down to misplanning or just making a mistake because it shouldn't be hard, especially if you're having a realistic amount, you know, per the amount of your diet. So I really recommend getting it in earlier throughout the day, you know, working it in with all your meals. We have some fantastic resources and incorporating more protein into your day and you know some days though like maybe it's a weird day you're eat out for all three meals you have no control you've done your best and maybe your protein's way low you know i recommend at that point just moving on hit your calories and tomorrow's a new day get that protein in you're not going to die you know but it's just making that conscious effort to do better with it to improve the quality and quantity in your diet and you will see some fantastic results so that's from uh, that is it from us today we answered a ton of questions i know this was a beefy episode a very informative episode but knowledge is power and remember knowledge is only power when applied so apply this knowledge implement it and if you love this episode please share this to your instagram story you can just share it right from spotify or instagram and tag us at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t it's going to make me and kyle smile and it's really just going to help us uh you know know that we're just helping a ton of people and it'll give us more of a capacity to help and have other people see this information and if someone's being confused with protein send this their way as well Um, but that's it for today Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.